0: go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. To make a podcast accessible to those with hearing loss, you need to make some adjustments. Nothing crazy, but re-examining the equipment and your environment is probably worth the effort. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today I'm continuing to bring up and raise the point of accessibility in podcasting, specifically for those of us with hearing loss. Now today I want to talk about equipment and environment. I want to get practical. I want to get down into the things that ta- teach you that show you, explain to you what needs to happen in order for you to make sure that your podcast is accessible. So I'm going to do that. You're going to get very detailed information from me. However, something to remember is this is not a how-to show. This is much more of a why. This is much more of a broader picture. So keep that in mind as we go through this. Equipment and the environment matter. Matter when making a podcast and certainly have massive implications when you're trying to make that podcast accessible. And by accessible, I mean audible. Every part of your podcast episode should be enjoyable by everyone who listens to it. Not just those with pristine hearing and not just those who happen to sit in a perfectly quiet room all the time. Accessibility improves your podcast's listenability for everyone, okay? Let's talk about the equipment that you're going to need. Of course, I'm thinking about things like, you know, microphones. Microphones' job is to pick up the sounds you are recording. So you're probably wondering, all right, Evo, you're going to tell me right now, what's the microphone I should get to make sure my podcast is accessible? Well, I'm going to disappoint you because I'm not here with that kind of a recommendation. Look, the right microphone is the right microphone. I've always said previously that the right microphone for you to get started in podcasting is the one that you own. And then as you go further and further up the chain, you might gravitate to a higher quality microphone all the time. That's great. That's fine. But I don't have a set recommendation for in which microphone it is because it's not just a microphone. Every microphone is different to every person's voice. What works for you may not work for me, and vice versa. More importantly, the microphone that works for me, sitting here, stationary, in my studio, used by a person who's been trained never to go off-axis, means I can get away with a lot. Last week, when I recorded the little mini-series from Podcast Movement, I used a $30 microphone. And it sounded very good. Well, it sounded pretty good. I mean, I, I picked out some notes, some things I didn't like about it, but it sounded pretty good because I can stay on AXIS. If you can't, or if the voice talent you're recording can't stay on AXIS, then a good quality dynamic microphone like this Shure SM7B may not be for them. You might even consider a headset microphone for them, and I never recommend headset mics. However... If you're someone who likes to get off-axis, move their head around a lot when they talk, then they, the right microphone will work better in that particular environment. Also, if you're buying super high-end, crazy condenser microphones and you're recording in hotel rooms, stop. It pick up a lot of ambient noise and stuff. Find the right microphone for the right use case. That is always The answer, because it depends on the environment. It depends on the voice going into it and what's around that particular person. Let me illustrate that. I once knew a bass player who looked a lot like me. It wasn't very good, but he managed to get himself into kind of a semi-pro band. They made a couple of records. They got a couple of gigs. And this guy fancied himself a gear person. So he continued to buy new guitars Different setups. Never was quite happy with the sound. So finally, he took one of his guitars, his first guitar, his four string guitar, into the shop, said, Man, I want this thing tricked out. I want new strings. I want new pickups. I want everything redone on this. I'm thinking about actually refretting the board. Took it to the tech, and the tech said, This guitar is warped. The neck is completely whacked, out of shape. Rather than mod it, throw the damn thing away and buy one that actually actually works. So you can try all the tricks and the techniques and the tools, but wrong product. Wrong person, right? Same thing goes for your equipment you use to capture the sound. Not just the microphone, but the recording interface itself, the DAW, digital audio workstation, that we're using. If you're using free Or cheap DAW, you can do a lot with a free or a cheap DAW to a certain point. But when you start trying to layer in lots of voices, multiple microphones, removing noises in the room, or just generally trying to produce a good quality product, you're going to run into the limitations of that product. Because products that are free or cheap, well, again... I know people who can do amazing things with free and cheap software. But free and cheap free and cheap software are designed to get you to use it, not get you to use it correctly. But don't assume I mean go to the other end. Don't go buy Pro Tools. You don't need Pro Tools. You won't know how to use Pro Tools, to be really honest. Don't go buy a 16-channel mixer. You probably don't need a 16-channel mixer. You just need to use, you need to learn how to use the equipment that you have. Software included. And if you're running up against limitations of that software, because you're not using a DAW, Digital Audio Workstation, that is specifically designed to make good quality recordings for podcasts, not necessarily capturing the sounds of a band in a garage. If you can get equipment that is dedicated to the job you're trying to do, it tends to do better. But again, the environment matters. The environment matters. If you're recording on the road a lot, you definitely don't want that 16-channel mixer and that entire Pro Tool setup because that's crazy. Who wants to lug that thing around? You need something that fits on a laptop. I'm talking about software. That fits on an easily portable laptop. Maybe a phone. That's fine. I don't care. It matters. What matters is your environment and you use it properly. Because once you have the right environment and the right equipment for your voice, and the voices on your show. Now you can work really hard to make sure that everything is audible and clear. We'll dive a little more into this tomorrow. I've got more things to talk to you about when it comes to equipment. Because I'm going to get tomorrow. I'm getting specific. Tomorrow I'll talk about some plugins and stuff you actually might want to use. Give you an understanding of how this all works together. Hey, before I go again, buymeacoffee.com/slash-evoterra. Yep. Buy me a coffee, since you're probably not going to buy my services. And also, there's that new Flick Group app that I have. Links to both of those things here in the show notes. Tomorrow's Thursday, and we shall wrap up this mini-series on making accessible content right here on Podcast Pontifications. Cheers!